0: Once again, for another episode, today is a, I believe this is part two, uh, part two of a conversation interview with, well, not a continued conversation. I guess all conversation is continued conversation in some ways, but we're talking again with our podcast friend, Jacob Matthews. If you've heard his episode before, he's a photographer, storyteller, world traveler. I just, I love the guy. I love him because he has just experienced so much of our world and has met so many different kinds of people that it definitely kind of like uh, provides some wonderful conversational content for us to listen to and enjoy. I uh love this conversation that you're gonna get to hear in just a moment because one of the main things we talk about is Jacob is now as we're recording this intro he has just now finished walking the way the way is the English translation version of a trail that is in Spain uh, my Spanish uh uh dialect is not good so I'm not gonna make... A little silly boy of myself, and I'm not going to try <laughs> to say this the Spanish word El Camino, I think something like that, uh but it's called the way it is a wonderful pilgrimage journey. Many of you who are listening potentially have have friends or have gone on this pilgrimage yourself. Jacob was about to embark on this journey, and I was like let's talk about your kind of preparation for this uh this pilgrimage this this walk, this hike. And then when you come back, let's chat again about what you learned from the way. So we'll get to hear Jacob again after this episode in a few weeks or so once he's back in the States. But I'm excited for you to hear this conversation of a person who is processing, preparing to do something that I honestly think, honestly, many of us should consider doing in our own way, which is taking some type of outdoor, journey pilgrimage of some type i think it's important i think it's beneficial for our lives to to stretch ourselves in this way and everybody has different abled bodies and so i know that everyone can't do everything and that's why i just say whatever that looks like i think you should find a way to go on a pilgrimage to spend time in the woods, to be in nature alone with a loved one of, of us, you know, maybe it's a small group, but something that really puts you in a new and different space. Cause I think when you do that, something good always comes of it and something bubbles up and some new awareness happens and then you're able to kind of live and, and be, um, a different kind of person that you may been have been desiring for a long time. So, anyway, I'm excited for you to talk to, to hear Jacob and I's conversation.
1: But before we do that, let's hear from Ben. Hey, hey, what's up? Uh, not much. I got I got three albums. Um, the recently, the, the last several episodes, I've been doing like recent albums, like yeah. things that had come out within a few months. Um, with a few exceptions. Uh this week I just have three, just three albums. Just that, straight up are just great. Great albums. Um that I think you should listen to. Yeah. Um first one is On Guard by Ethan Greska. Okay. Um Ethan's very cool producer, composer, songwriter. Um, worked with the likes of uh, Phoebe Bridgers, um mm. Justin Vernon. Um he's uh related to John Williams. Oh. Like a nephew or something like that. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, On Guard by Ethan Greska. Great album. Okay. Ready for this one? I'm ready. Ego Death by The Internet. Oh. Great album. <laughs> Listen to it again all the way through recently and realize so wow, <laughs> this one is always going to be good. Dude, it um, is so good. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, yes, there's a band called The Internet. Yeah. And the band is amazing. And ever changing, and um, yeah, this album "Ego Death" is one of their staple albums, and it's amazing. Well, it's yeah,
0: amazing. And uh, the the darling of popular music right now is a part of the internet, which is Steve Lacey. Well, yes, that's where I didn't put that together. Yeah, he's yeah. How about that? He's one of the he's one of the producers of the internet.
1: There you go. Yeah. So it is relevant.
0: Yeah. So that's, and that's why, and that's why, too, you hear it, you're like,
1: oh my goodness, this is so good. And it's like, yeah, Steve's Steve's good. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) the Ego Death by the Internet. Um, And this is one of my all time favorite albums forever. Um, Top five Hurry Up, We're Dreaming by M83. Ooh. Um, Yeah. If you, uh, if you like to do, Uh, how do I put this? Uh, anything recreationally? Um, (laughs) this is a great album to listen to during those activities. Yes. I, Um, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. This album is extremely special. It's, it's a beautiful collision of, of emotion via lyric and, and, um, and like the way in which he sings, but also emotion through production. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just one of those albums that I think has influenced a lot of artists. Yeah. And um, it's, I'm, you've probably heard a song off the album that you didn't realize. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's a song called Midnight City, I guarantee you've heard. You've heard that one. But the whole album is, a, is an album that a lot of artists are inspired by and it's one of those albums that the general public doesn't know about that I'm encouraging you to listen to. Um, it's great. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. There's moments that are weird. Yeah I'm just gonna oh, go ahead and warn you. But it's great. It's also very long <laughs> 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 it, it's a two discer back in the C D days. So wow, I miss those days. Yeah.
0: I miss it's those a great days.
1: Album. That's good. Well thanks Ben. Yep. All right folks
0: here is Jacob Matthews. Enjoy it. Like us on all the things. Give us all the stars. Leave some comments. Engage. Share the episode. We will see you all next time. Peace. Hey, we're back. What's going on? Good morning. <laughs> Jake Matthews, you're back on the show. Round two. Thank you for having me, man. I'm stoked to be here. Now, you 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 like Jake versus Jacob, right?
2: No, I like Jacob more. You like Jacob more? For sure. 90, now, it's got to the point that 90% of people call me Jake. That's like what people in Nashville know me as. But when somebody calls me Jacob, it's like, oh, you know, like...
0: You know, you know the
2: real me. You know me back before, like, whatever. I was ever a photographer or anything like that, or whatever it is. It's like, oh, you know me from Memphis. Wow. So, yeah, Jacob, it's like my heart name, for sure. That's the heart name. Absolutely. Huh, interesting. But my mom calls me. Oh, is it? Yeah, so that's what, that's what matters. She calls you Jacob. She's mm-hmm. like, Jacob. Or sweetie or honey. But, yeah, well, <laughs> for as far as names other people can call me, we're going to go with Jacob.
0: Which of those loving, enduring names do you like the most and you like the least?
2: Uh honestly, I'm a big pet name guy. So I don't know if there's big any of that pet name guy. Yeah, I'm all about hey, cupcake, hey, sugar bunny, whatever it is. You love that. Uh, hey, honey bear biscuit. Yeah, whatever you want to it. Honey call bear them. biscuit. Sure.
0: That's why not? great. That's great. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Anything that's
2: like endearing, a good little nickname, I'm about it. I mean, I'm not going to turn down somebody trying to show some love. So, oh, that's good. That's yeah. good.
0: That's good. I feel like some people are really, they're either really into, because here's what I know. Here's my theory everybody uses the names.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if you're in a romantic relationship, if you're with your family, there's probably some type of loving, endearing, Name that you use for the person. For sure. And I'm always curious about which one the people are saying to because you know people, like you think about people in your life that you know. It's like this person who I know as a baller, a business person, as a whatever musician, this hip-hop guy, like he's at home with his lady friend. Known as sugar bean. <laughs> <laughs> She's like sugar bean.
2: <laughs> exactly. And
0: he's like what's up snookums cake? It was like
2: What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say my most common that I use in my family is mama bear. I call my mom mama bear. That's probably bear. the most common one. That's and I call my dad the big cheese. The big cheese. I yeah. like that. So.
0: I like that. Yeah.
2: Big pet name guy. Big pet name guy. You
0: have one for your uh, sibling?
2: Uh, for Lil Phil? Oh, Philly (laughs) Cheese. Yeah, I call him Philly Cheese. Cheese. (laughs) I've called him Philly Cheese for so long.
0: That's so great.
2: Absolutely. Shout out to
0: Philly Cheese. Amen. Amen. We love love Philly Cheese. Uh, Well, welcome back. So glad to have you back. So, I was just like, you know what? I, I was looking at all the folks that we've talked to on this show, and I'm like, some of these folks, we need to do a round two just because they're still up to very interesting things and you're one of those people always up to something amazing nonstop but one of the things that i was like maybe we should just jump right into it and talk about which is you're about to take a big pilgrimage type trip yes tell us tell us about
2: it where are you going so i am going to spain there's a pilgrimage there for those of you who don't know a pilgrimage is essentially like a a spiritual walk we'll say or sure. a, a, Sure, a walk of sorts like that. But it is a 500-mile walk across Spain called the Camino de Santiago. It's a walk that people have been doing for hundreds, if not over a thousand years. I oh, mean, it's absolutely. been a typical way of the saints that saints would go and do this spiritual pilgrimage. And um, for me, it has just been something I've been reading books on. I've watched, I've watched movies on it. There's a
0: movie called like The Way. They, yes, it's also a, called like The Way, I guess. It's like right. the English. And there's a movie called The Way. Right, with, that's right.
2: Martin Sheen, is I think, his name? Right. Yeah. I think that's right. I think that's right. But it's a great movie, 10 out of 10 recommended. And then there's a book called The Pilgrimage by Paulo Coelho, if I'm saying his name right, the same guy who wrote The Alchemist. But it's an incredible book, and that's what really inspired me to do it was I read that book. But for me, like the appeal to it is I have found myself like in full transparency. Over the past few years, I had become like, a workaholic and yeah. i am very passionate about my work and i find a lot of good fruit in it but i got to the point that i think it was like an unhealthy obsession yeah and honestly like along with that like wrestled with greed and thinking about money all the time and i just found myself like thinking about work or thinking about money or thinking about just all these things that at the end of the day i didn't think really mattered that much
0: yeah so and, so but what i want you to keep going but, but yeah. i want to stop for a minute is what was the moment for you Will you realize that, like, I'm, 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 a, I'm becoming a workaholic, or I am a workaholic, yeah. and all I'm caring about is obtaining money, things, wh- whatever that may yeah. be? It was like a can you pinpoint, like, here, I was standing in this place, and yeah. I was like, whoa, dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I can, and it would be this past January, so I went down to the middle of the Amazon yeah. um, in Ecuador to shoot for like an eco lodge down there essentially but the eco lodge is completely off grid i mean you're in the mi- you're in the most like remote part of the amazon so it's like you're in the middle of legitimate nowhere and where this is this is where like indigenous tribes live and they are very connected to nature very connected to their spirituality and like for them being in the middle of the forest is this incredible spiritual and divine thing So, I went there, and I was on there for a photography project, but I was there for 10 days, and completely off-grid. I mean, no cell service. The entire city of Nashville could have blown up, and I would have had no idea. Like, I was so far removed from everything, everything technology, everything work. Couldn't check my email if I wanted to. And I just think in those 10 days of me, like, stepping away from the fast-paced, non-stop work, I... It was kind of like the veil was lifted from my eyes. And I was—I realized like, oh, wow. like I've been dealing with stress almost 24-7 for wow. these past two, three years, whatever it, whatever it had been, however the past few, few years have been. Um, and I had been dealing with stress. And I realized like, oh, wow. like I've been thinking about work so much because I was there in the middle of nowhere in this beautiful nature. And it took a few days for me to adjust because my brain was like, what are we doing out here? We're supposed to be working. We're supposed to be working. right? And it just kind of like was this moment of I realized, I was like, wow, like life has so much beautiful potential to it to like connect with the divine, to connect with nature. And I have not been doing that, honestly, sure. for the past few years at all. And it was just kind of like a reawakening moment of like, this is what I want to be doing is like truly connecting with my heart and my soul and making sure that like, I'm in check and like being the man I want to be and on that track. Yeah. And I think I had just kind of gotten a little bit, my vision, I guess, had gotten, the long-term vision had gotten foggy a little bit over the past few years. And I was focusing on things that I don't think were making me a better man or helping the impact that I'm making on the world. And so while I was there in this like remote area with no ability to work, I just realized like, this is what I need, and I need a, another big reset like this. And I, at the time, I was reading the book, The Pilgrimage. I actually finished it while I was there wow. in the Amazon. And I remember like, as soon as I finished it, I was like, I I'm doing do this. it this year. Yeah. Like, It has to be num- – it's been my number one priority for the whole year. So I have to make sure that I am doing this for the month of September, no matter what comes up. Um, so yeah, for me, it'll be walking 500 miles across Spain. You start at the border of France and then you just simply walk, You walk, you walk every day. And yeah. so it'll take about the entire month. I'll probably be walking 15 plus miles a day. Um, and yeah, walking every day for about 30 days straight. And you walk from the border of France to all the way to the edge of Spain to the sea.
0: Yeah. I know uh, that, I know that in doing some research, cause I, I too would love to do this pilgrimage, uh, one day and maybe even next year. But I know that like you can, there's hostels to stay at. There's even cities that you're going to go through. Oh yeah. Have you already kind of mapped out in your mind? Like I'm going to do hostels only, or I'm going to stay in some hotels in the city, or I'm going to do like, or or are you still kind of like open handed, kind of loose with like what that piece will look
2: like? So <clears throat> well, first off, I will say, I don't I don't think there's a term for it, and I've, unfortunately, it's escaping me right now, but sure. along the way, they have places to stay essentially along the entire route that are specifically for pilgrims. Ah. So they're not necessarily a traditional hostel, but it's, sure. it's a place that it's very cheap to stay at because they want pilgrims to be welcome there, and you may pay $10, and it's in a massive room with like 100 different bunks in it, and you just like... Take a bunk and you get a free meal or, right. or you, you get a meal included um so that's what I'll probably be doing is staying at these places that are specifically designated for pilgrims along the way, so it is a hostile vibe, but one of the big sayings that they say about the Camino is that like the com- the Camino will provide, and. Yeah. So there's people that will do this walk intentionally and they won't even bring any money on the whole trip. And they just will start the walk and just you find ways for the way to provide on on yeah. the way. Like people help you out and stuff like that. And it it teaches you to kind of like separate yourself from like the value of money and realize like, oh, people are still like willing to help and stuff like that. So all that to say is I think there's a lot of beauty in going into the walk with this Open mind and like just a faith that yeah things are going to work out and I may not have every little detail mapped out because the way will provide and I'm gonna yeah. s- every step is a step of faith in that it's gonna work out by the end of the day yeah even if you don't know what's about to happen so
0: absolutely yeah now I, I'm always curious when people take these kind of journeys if you know anytime we do something like this in life whether it's a retreat in a you know, uh, or we do a silent retreat or we do a pilgrimage like this, or even if we take a trip, just simply just a trip at a different part of the country in particular, and especially the world, something will happen, right? Mm -hmm. Something will happen within us mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all that, right? And my question is, it's like, are you, have you pondered this this experience may lead me to a place that i'm very uncertain and uncomfortable with
2: yeah and i'm ready for it nice. i'm like all in like for me this is while yes this i want this to be a heart reset and something for me to go and do to help find inspiration and help me be like the man i want to be and like really be like a self-reflection heart check. While I like have those intentions, I also am going to this very, just like open-hearted and being like, I am doing this to put myself in a position to be open to inspiration and self-reflection wherever that leads me. So all that says like, that's what I want to be there for, is I want the uncomfortable aspect. I want to do the deep soul searching. So it's like, yeah, whatever... Wherever it takes me, I'm, I'm open to it, and I'm, I'm ready to take on that.
0: Yeah, because I definitely think people do some of that soul-searching work, and they do the searching, and at the end of the searching, they decide, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to keep maintaining and doing the things and the thing whatever that I've been doing. I know what this lesson has taught me, but I am, I, want nothing, I want nothing of it. Right, and I so I'm always curious as people prepare and go into a thing, whether it's hiking Appalachian Trail or the or the uh, Pacific Crest Trail or something. It's like it's gonna it's gonna reveal something, right? right? It's gonna reveal the the beauty, the toxicity, all of it would be exposed. And I think now the work is like, how do I manage what has been exposed, right?
2: For ill or for will, exactly. Right? So one thing that I'm planning on doing is I want to stay there a, an extra few days after the walk and also get there a couple days before, specifically for that, like the prep work on the front end, right. or just like really sit there and get my heart ready for this pilgrimage. And then also at the end, like take a few days to be by myself and reflect on everything that has been, I guess, revealed to me on this walk. Um... So yeah, like I said, I'm ready to dive in. That's the whole point of what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I'm ready to dive in, and see what's down in my heart, and wow. see what we can do, and see what yeah, where this so takes me.
0: You said something that's interesting that I I, I want to ask you about, which is you know you travel a lot. You mean that your work is travel? Yep. Right. And traveling alone, traveling traveling with other people, you've done both. Yep. What do you? What have you learned? I guess over the years of Beauty and value and the struggle of traveling alone and traveling with other people.
2: Mm. I honestly, it's gotten to the point now, I love love traveling with people. And especially I love traveling with like rookie travelers, honestly, Ah. because like one of the things that I love so much is like seeing their eyes light up and like seeing like oh, wow, this is what the world is like out there. Right. So it's a beautiful thing traveling with people. But also at the same time, traveling with people can oftentimes be a crutch that inhibits you from actually stepping into the culture of where you're at.
1: Yeah. Because
2: it's easy if I'm with four friends and let's say we travel to Dubai that we can sure. only be hanging out with each other, just go do like touristy stuff, whatever. But me being such a big extrovert, when I travel alone, it forces me to really dive into the culture because I'm like, well, I got to talk to somebody. I want to meet somebody. And when I'm truly alone somewhere, it's sometimes that's the most impactful travel because I really feel like I get to experience the culture because I have no other option but to dive headfirst in. Um, That being said, though, from the book Into the Wild, Christopher McCandless, he says, the quote, like happiness is only real when shared. And I, yeah. part of me do, I find a lot of truth in that as well. Yeah. So while I do love to dive into culture while I'm, while I'm solo traveling, like for me, in a lot of ways, sometimes it feels not pointless, isn't the right word, but it feels kind of pointless unless I get to share that experience yeah. with somebody. So. There's there's pros to both, and that that's what's beautiful because I travel so much that it's, it allows me to like change it up and sometimes do the yeah. solo trips and sometimes yeah. go with people. I
0: mean, the one thing that I that I I've, that, I've, that I have said to some friends before, which is like, you know, traveling alone is great because, like, let's just say that let's say we're in Paris mm. and I go to Paris by myself, I get to the Eiffel Tower, and I'm like, ah, Eiffel Tower, now. I can, like, lay on this patch of grass and just admire the tower, right? Or I can be like, I saw it. All right, bye. Yeah. And no one is going to be mad at me for staying too long or leaving too quickly. Mm, that's real. And that's, like, it's in some ways it is, and as you, you listen, you're like, well, that's a pretty selfish approach. It's like, yeah, that is the value of alone traveling is that it is you're the only one deciding like how long, or it's like meeting the random. Yeah. How far do we take this? Mm. Like, am I about to like spend my entire night with this random or are we just going to have like a delightful conversation in this cafe?
2: Right. Right. Hey, it's a beautiful journey. It's a
0: Beautiful <laughs> <laughs> journey, you know? And of course the value of like going with other people is the, at least for me, the biggest value is yes. Sharing in the joy of, the experience but more importantly the remembering mm. like if i go with two other friends each of us remember the trip in different parts of the trip yeah in different ways absolutely and I'm by myself it's like i'll just forget i'll just like i'll remember what i remember but like there's other things that like unless someone was there just like remember when you said this and we went and did, I'm like oh yeah I totally forgot about that.
2: Yeah, there's absolutely a beautiful like bonding thing that yes. happens when you get to experience something as sacred as traveling to a new culture with somebody else. Like definitely the moments that I've had of, in all of my travels I think have stood out the most are when I was with other people for sure. But it's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I think travel's sacred and it's something that can change your life. And yeah, when you have other people with you, it
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Makes good. a difference. So what are some of the, uh, since we're talking about traveling, what would be some of like, here, are, yes, there's like common travel tips yep. that most people probably think about when when they're traveling. What would you say are like, And it could be a short list, it could be a long list, me, medium list, whatever. What would be some tips, some like tips you probably haven't thought about when traveling, whether that's on the front end, while you're in a location, yep. post, whatever. What are some things that most of us
2: probably aren't thinking about? Uh, well, a couple quick things just to, like help. One, if you're looking for flights, one, you sign up for Scott's Cheap Flights. You'll find great flight deals. I mean, if we're talking about for stuff like that, sign up for Scott's Cheap Flights. When you're searching for flights, use Google Flights all the time. Uh, I'm a big proponent of not being loyal to a certain airline and simply just like finding the better deal. So I would always recommend that. Don't be just a Southwest person or just a Delta person. Um, But a couple other tips. Definitely (laughs) don't be just a spirit person. Yeah. Well, I might be. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm about that life, man. Hey, if it's a $17 ticket, let's ride. I'm sitting on the wing of the plane at that point. But hey, I'm down. I'm down. (laughs) Um. So, one big tip that I always like to tell people, and this is personal preference, but I don't like to get an international data plan when I travel somewhere. And that's because I think it truly, like, wakes up your senses to see what's around you. Because if you have service all the time, and let's say you're walking through the middle of the streets of Morocco, and you're, like, trying to find your Airbnb, oh, sick, I'll just, like, pull it up on my phone, I have data, easy peasy, and... You don't even have to really interact with your surroundings. Right. But for me, I'm a big proponent of going there and only getting internet while you're on Wi-Fi. Because then when you're walking around, like you have no other choice but to utilize the people around you. Utilize yeah. the things around And it really wakes you up to see where you're at. And, like Ask people for directions and stuff like that. So I'm a big proponent of that. I just think it makes travel experiences much more...
0: And people Rich. used to do that.
2: Yeah. The eighties, the nineties, the seventies,
0: like that was how you traveled the world. It's like you just showed up. It's like, my place is here. Yep. How do I get there? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh, take two rights and a left, and then you're like that it, it is possible. People are like, I couldn't imagine yep. not taking my phone. It's like, but you but you can and,
2: and it's possible. Yeah. Yep. One of one of my uh biggest or favorite travel buddies is my best friend cam. And he, uh, one of the things that he will say is the people around you are your greatest resource. So there's been times when we've been traveling and I've even like found wifi and I'm sitting there looking at my phone. And by the time I look up to say like, Oh, this is where we're going. He has already walked up to a local and asked them like, Hey, where should we go eat or something like that? So I'm just a big proponent of, you know, tapping into the culture you're at and tapping sure. into the people that are around you. um, and then also I would just say with that fun fact, two like simple logistical tips that I would say is on Google Maps, you can download maps offline. So it's like you can even if you're not on Wi-Fi, you can download the entire map of Nashville, for instance, and it'll give you directions wherever you want to go, even if you don't have internet. So a lot of people don't know yeah. that you can do that. That's good. But so That's download download offline maps on Google Maps and then secondly, Google Translate has a great feature where you can like literally hold up the camera to a certain language and it'll change the language in front of you. So I remember I was in, where were we? Yeah, I was in Morocco. They have a completely different alphabet there, obviously completely different language. And I held my phone up to a menu and literally the menu changed to English, like in the camera. So a lot of people don't know about that either, but it's like another just great resource while you're traveling to get around and, Translate. So, yeah, use Google Maps. Don't get data. Use Google Translate. Some three simple tips right there. So, people who are living here
0: in, like, we're currently, we're in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, when people think about, I'm going to go traveling. I'm going to go do something international. There's probably a list of, like, five to ten places that most people are going to, right? Greece. Italy. Right. Yeah. So, my question is you've now have you have you kept an account like how many countries and territories and state have you do you know your exact yeah, count
2: of where you how many places you've been yes i do i have a, a note on my phone actually let's see if i can pull it up um while we're here i think we're at 54 54 yep. 54 54 of how many how many 197 okay wow so we're
0: on our way we're on our way <laughs> so we're somewhere that people are like, you know what? You're not thinking about traveling here. Mm-hmm. You can travel here and you're going to love
2: it. And it's actually like reasonably priced to right. get to get there. Yep. But no one's really going there. Two places that I recommend to people a lot. I've become kind of like a, a great honeymoon resource for my friends because ah, they hit me up. Right. Like, where should right. we go? And I'm like, oh, right. he- here's a couple spots. So, two spots that Gatlinburg. I recommend... Yeah, Gatlinburg! Exactly. <laughs> go to Gatlinburg. That's really all you need to know. Or Lieber's Fork. Um, <laughs> no, two places that I highly recommend that are cheap to go to and I think are incredible are... One is Belize. I just think, like, as far yeah. as, like, a tropical experience, it's incredible. It's beautiful. It's cheap. The food's great. Specifically going to an island called Ambergiski. Um, Caye is what it looks like. It's spelled. But anyway... I've recommended probably about four different couples that have chosen to go there on their honeymoon. But Belize is great. You can get there very cheap. Sometimes you can find tickets for about three hundred dollars round trip from Nashville. Um, and you, like I said, you get there and it's cheap and it's incredible and it's been my one of my favorite places in Central America that I've that I've found. So definitely recommend Belize. Secondly, one of the things that is on so many people's like dream bucket list that yeah. 99% of people never get to go to. It's like the whole Bora Bora, Maldives, Fiji vibe. Like They envision the huts over the water. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, you could pay two grand for a flight to get there and then spend a grand per night on a hotel. Yep, you or sure could. you could go to Panama, which is also very ah. cheap to get to. You can probably find flights for less than $300. And there is a part of Panama called... Bocas del Toro. It's on the border of Costa Rica. And literally, if you just teleported there, you would think you're in the Maldives. Or you would think you're in Fiji. So it has like the bungalows over the water, um, but you're getting there for less than $300 round trip. And it's... Yeah, yeah, it's just extremely cheap to get there. But it's so beautiful. So I 10 out of 10 recommend that to people as well. Um, Because people don't know about it. Right.
0: Now, have you equally done... Have you seen all the states at this point? Have you been to all the states?
2: I think I'm literally at like forty eight, okay. if not
0: forty nine. Okay. Um, what was the most surprising, like, state or city in the U.S. for you? When you like, um, somewhere you're like, ah, this is going to be all right, but then you get there and you're like, oh wow, this actually, I'm actually kind of impressed with like the experience
2: I've had here, right? Uh, I would say overall, it's the state of Montana and not, I would say that Montana is underrated. I think people know that Montana is a beautiful place, but I didn't realize how beautiful it was. Like I got there and it's like outside of potentially Alaska, it's hands down the most beautiful state I've been to. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. And I would love to live there one day. Like I just, I don't think people realize just how beautiful it is up there.
0: Now that I asked you that question, I think I asked you that question last time. I think you said Montana. Oh, really?
2: Oh, wow. Sorry, <laughs> we will have get, to check the tapes. Getting repeat no, content. No, but
0: here's the deal. If that's the case, that's a big that's a big shout out to Montana. Exactly. Huge shout out to Montana. Huge Montana shout out. Yeah. Montucky's yeah. have, <laughs> have made their way to Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> the beer, the beer of Montana. I've never. So had they it. say.
2: I'll have to try it. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. Mm. Allegedly. Yeah. But I'm a big Montana fan, so everybody should go.
0: Now, one of the things that you've been doing while you've been traveling, you're you're a basketball guy. I think we may even mentioned that uh, before. Huge. Yeah, huge basketball guy. Lots of things we can talk about basketball, but you created a new uh, Instagram account. Yeah, that is about
2: pooping all over the world. Yeah. So for me, honestly, that's mainly just for fun. It's like it's gotten to the point now that. And maybe this is dumb. Maybe this is the millennial thing. I don't know. But there's a certain pressure with my, like, whatever, my other Instagram to, because it's my travel photography, it's my career, to post certain type of photos or whatever to keep a level high or, I don't know, just to keep up a certain uh, standard. But with with the hooping all over the world, it's just, like, a fun way. It's my diary. Like, I feel no pressure with it at all. It's just a fun way for me to document everywhere I've gone and like all the basketball courts that I've seen along the way or everywhere that I've gotten to play. That's awesome. um, Along the way. So yeah, it's just been a fun thing. And like every time I travel, no matter where I go, like I could be seeing the great, there could be the most beautiful view ever to my left and then just, like, a janky-ass old basketball court to my right. (laughs) And for some reason, I'm like, oh, my gosh, look, there's a basketball court in Norway. Like, (laughs) this is cool. So I just, like, I I don't know. I love documenting it. And for me, too, I don't know if this is a segue if if we're trying to talk about this. but We can. Let's go um, there. For me, too, like, one of my biggest dreams is to, like, find – find other ways to use my creativity and to use art and to use my love for basketball to make an impact in the world. And one of the dreams I've had for a long time is to down the road, I would love to revamp basketball courts all around the world and do community activations at each one to like, really just like build up communities, bring people together and kind of have this combination of play and art and sweat and community all coming together. and. Currently I'm working on a project to do that here in Nashville and redo a couple yeah, courts. I feel like Nashville is cool. a city that people flock to, to take photos at murals and to stand in line for an hour and a half to take some photos of some angel wings. But in my mind, I'm like, what, how beautiful would it be if we had art installations that people could actually like interact with and like sweat at and come together at. And I feel like that's what basketball courts could be. So I want to create like these beautiful murals at these basketball courts. Um, But, so all that said, going back to the Instagram account. Right. That's one of the reasons I take photos of all these courts everywhere because part of me has a dream that, hey, I'm going to come back to a few of these courts 10 years down the road and hopefully do something to uplift the community and to bring art into these places and, yeah, just do something that is great through basketball and through art. So Yeah,
0: that's, I mean, I think that's incredible. And, I mean, and it's true that, like, basketball, like several other sports, I mean, people don't think about the world, the worldwide impact that sports and all the different kinds of sports have on people yep. and how it really does bring people together. Whether you're there as a spectator or participating in the sport, it is something that can uh, be very centering and encouraging and impactful in the lives of, of, uh, of folks in communities.
2: Absolutely. One of the coaches that I used to coach with, um, shout out Mike Mays, he said this uh, quote that has always stuck with me. And he said, this game will teach you as much about life as you let it. Yeah. So all that to say is like, I just think through team sport, there is so much metaphor and you can learn so much about life and how to, how to sacrifice, how to be selfless, how to do things for the betterment of the group versus yourself. Right. And so all that to say, like, I just think you can learn so much through. Through sport and through basketball specifically, so
0: absolutely. Now you said something that I I just thought about, which would be an interesting. I haven't I haven't like maybe landed on how I particularly think about this, but I'm curious what your what you would say to this, because especially about murals. And you talk about the murals in our city, Nashville, Mm. and many of you who live in different cities, especially if you live in a you know major major market area, mid mid market area. You have these murals and people will go and, depending on the city, line up to take photos. Even in some cities, it's like architectural, like, I think about the the New York photo. Yeah. Like, and everybody, I said it and you all like, you all automatically thought of like, oh, that photo mm-hmm. with the bread, all that kind of thing. So what do you think's behind that? Why do we love... what? What's your, give me your best, like, stab at, like, why are people right now in Nashville standing 50 people deep to
2: take a photo with wings? Yeah. Like, why do we, what, what's up with us? Well, one, I would like to uh, kind of take a step back and, like, I don't want what I said about waiting an hour and a half line waiting an hour and a half in line for some angel wings to sound like I was hating on it. Because oh, the reality, that's no. like, a beautiful art piece. And like, that's awesome. And I have nothing but like support for that.
0: Yeah, like, we love the art. We're just... We're, we're just, just, pro
2: art on the show. Yeah, we're just <laughs> jealous that your mural is doing better than all than right, everybody right, else's. That's right, all it right, is. But right. the angel wings, like incredible piece of art. But I would say it's simply two things. One of which may be more, a little bit more beautiful than the other. Uh, we'll start with the ugly. One, I just think that naturally we've become or maybe we've always been this way as humans, but we're just trend followers. And if we've seen other people go do something, we want to go I do it want to do too. it. And exactly. <laughs> and so it's just like, when it gets to the point that like, all of your friends have gone to Nashville and they have a photo with the wings, you want to do it too. Like you feel like you didn't go to Nashville unless you, you took it. that yeah. photo. So right. I think it's just something about we want to, I don't know if we want to be accepted or if we want to just like, I don't know, what whatever it is, but we like to follow the trends. Because it's funny to even go
0: like location and look at the location tag yeah. and look at all of the photos.
2: Yeah, and they're all the same. And they're all the same. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing. It's so but amazing. That being said, the second thing, which is more beautiful, I think, is I just think we are drawn to beauty and we are drawn to art. And I believe in the power of art and like... It's just natural that you're gonna be walking. And if you see a, a big mural that stands out and it's vibrant and it's colorful, like, yeah, that's gonna stand out to you. And that's yeah. like the goal of art. Like we want it to impact people. We want it to stand out and to like catch people's eye. So it's just I just think it's something natural for us. We're drawn to that beauty yeah. and that's a beautiful aspect of it. Yeah, it's
0: just so interesting too, how like we we even now have this nuanced way of thinking about murals and graffiti. Yeah. Like, graffiti was so, meh. Taboo. We don't yeah. like graffiti. And now it's like a mural is essentially graffiti, but it just isn't like a tag. Yeah, It's uh, an art installation or it's a, a, a painting or it's a traced, you know, thing or whatever it is. But it's so interesting that, like, we now, like, don't even pay graffiti any mind. Mm. It's like, you'll see graffiti now, and you're like, that has graffiti on it. You used to think that no one even, and maybe there's people out there who are like, I'm trying to get rid of this graffiti that's happening in my neighborhood, but I feel like that's like an uncommon, like, raise the uh, alarm, if you
2: will. Mm. Yeah, I just think we've become a much more, we've become a society that is much more open to just like art and expression nowadays, and it's just become
0: part of the norm, so. Right. So, I mean speaking of art in this form, I, I did want to uh say like, okay, you're you do photography, you're now really good at even drone photography, which is a whole nother like level unlocks. I know like
2: that's my not, baby, yeah. Not
0: everybody's good. It's like it takes a particular finesse to get what you want, you know, from the from the drone photos. Um I'm curious, like what as you have gone deeper into this art form, into this medium of taking photos. Yep. What, what is a new thing or, or or what's something you're discovering or something that is new or something that you have finally like unlocked for yourself in this, in this medium? Mm. I would say
2: something that I've unlocked for myself. Yeah. Hmm. I know. I didn't mean to stomp you like that. Oh, you did kind of stomp me. That's that's interesting. (laughs) Um, Okay, so here's my answer. Okay. For so long, photography for me has been about finding a way to document the moment in front of you. And I think that I have become very good at that, and that is a beautiful thing. However when it comes to my desire to use photography to truly like change people's perspectives on things, I just think that I am starting to step into a lot more intentionality with my work. Um, I think for a long while my photography has re- reflected my personality, which I'm very ADD, ADHD, whatever. And my, it's kind of like all over the place. I'm just kind of like running around high energy, documenting whatever's in front of me. but my true desire behind my photography and my art is to bring people out of their bubble, bring people out of their comfort zone. And I want to start doing just intentional planned out projects that aren't just me documenting a cool moment that I happen to see in front of me, but rather like, Oh, I realize like there's power behind this if I utilize it. Right. So to like plan out intentional projects such as like in the next couple of years, I want to spend at least at least six months, maybe a full year traveling around the world and documenting um, spirituality and religion all oh, over wow. the world. Yeah. Um, I've just always been fascinated by people dedicating their entire lives and hearts to something. And I would love to go do a photo project about that around the world Yeah, um, and tell those stories. But all that to say is like, it's, I guess the new thing that I've unlocked is simply just realizing the power that an image can have. And I want to like carry that responsibility and, create things that yeah. just really inspire people and just like not take it for granted, like this skill set that I have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just the power of like sitting there and doing intentional projects and creating something like with the specific message behind it that you want to say. Um, I would say that's kind of yeah. a n- new and, thing I'm stepping into. And I
0: think that like, and you're, I think you really, that's beautiful. And what that really kind of resonates with me in so ways, like, In some ways, I think that's why we're getting, some people are getting into film photography is because with digital, with phone, like right now with our smartphone, I can snap a hundred photos. Yep. I can snap, I can just take a bunch of pictures and I can delete them all or I can save and save the best one that I, that I got. Yeah. With film photography, it's like, I have one chance. Now, yeah. I, could, I could empty this roll, but that is a very expensive, like, process. Absolutely. And so it's like, I need to make sure that this lighting is right, that, this, that the person is standing exactly where I think they might ought to stand. And sometimes with film photography, which is beautiful, you, you capture something accidentally. Yeah. And it looks amazing. Yep. And sometimes you think the thing you did take that's going to be amazing is just crap. Yeah, like you didn't do the right setting, the lighting was off, and you're like, "Well, oh, that sucks."
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's beautiful because you're capturing like, raw moments versus like right. things that you've taken a hundred times to get the exact right photo. But it's like you can truly feel the emotion when it's like that raw, yeah. candid moment. So yeah, yeah, I think that's and why. I think
0: that for you, like people who who like have all the ability and equipment to like take a thousand photos in a you know however many you know in how many angles, just like. How do I become intentional? How do I treat this craft and where I'm going to take three photos. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find the moments. Yep. I'm going to be present and attentive enough to find the moments.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say that's extremely important for anybody to, that is a photographer or a creative out there, but one, just to find random ways to challenge yourself and to grow, but... I'm not a film guy. I never will be, just because I'm not trying to spend money on film. That's that's, fine. that's the sole reason. However, however, <laughs> I, however, I do like give myself film-like challenges. I guess when I'm shooting right. with my digital camera, which is like I'll go around downtown and I will tell myself like I only get one shot at each photo that I'm trying to take. Right. But it's like I I get one click of the button, and that's after it. that I'm moving on. Period. And I'll do that from time to time, and it's just like a great creative exercise to put yourself through, just to make sure that you are being intentional and like seeing what what's there to capture. And it does give that raw moment to yeah. it because you're not taking a thousand of the same things,
0: so. right? And speaking of like the and even that's a, a great way to talk about the thing that you're even up to now, which is another lane, but also a, a lane I think you're pretty passionate about, which is your J
2: creative. Yes.
0: Uh, collective House? J, J
2: Creative House. House. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So J Creative House is. Which I think we talked about the first time. I maybe. think it was like in the works right. in 2020. But yeah. then,
2: yeah. So J Creative House has two main sides to it. Um, the first is like a lot more boring, um, which is like we are a digital agency that does creative services no matter what you need photo, video, design, web, social media, all that stuff. All that stuff. That's great cool, we do business, that's awesome. But we have another side to us that, and this is the part where I really get excited about, is that I say that we're about two things, we're about creativity and we're about community. And so one thing that I've noticed in my time in Nashville and in my time as a creative is that I just think being a creative, it's a very lonely life a lot of the times, especially if you're like full-time freelance, you're like in your room editing in the dark or you're doing stuff by yourself all the time. And I think we're really missing out on community. And I would say also society and in general right now is just extremely thirsty for community. I just think we've become so isolated and oh, yeah. so accustomed to being isolated through, yeah. through COVID and quarantine and also just like being on social media all the time. I just think we are thirsty for community. And honestly, like, this is something that I can speak to firsthand. That's why I'm passionate about it is that I've found in the past year, like I was wrestling with loneliness on a level that I've never felt before. And it was just like, Oh, like where is my community at? And so I think through J creative house, we have a beautiful opportunity to have lots of different community events to just bring the creatives in Nashville together. And also just anybody that wants to come and be part of it, but to come and make some beautiful things happen together, such as doing, doing photo walks or having a, a time where, all creatives around the city volunteer their time to help out on one project for like a nonprofit or something like that. Um, And then also just, I want to do things to care for the hearts and the souls and the minds of the creatives and the rest of the community in Nashville. And that I want to have morning meditation and breath works on Wednesdays or something like that. Um, But just to where we can come together and really be intentional about our mental health, where our heart's at and stuff like that. Um, And I think Jay creative J Creative House has a beautiful opportunity to like be my vessel for that. So, right. so,
0: do people just like apply to be a part of that? Do people just get on an email list, or they're like a, there group me? Is there a, I'm like, like what? How do people like if if a creatives listen to like, say that sounds awesome? Yeah, something I've been looking for. What's their next step to like? I want to be. I want to come hang out with you guys.
2: Two simple things. I mean, all you got to do is either go to our website, jcreativehouse.com, and you can sign up for our email list, and we send out opportunities like this from time to time, or follow us on Instagram, which is just jcreativehouse on Instagram. And we'll make posts saying that, hey, this is what we're up to this week. We're going to have people together on Friday night and do whatever. So yeah, if you want to be involved... Hit us up. We are open to anybody and everybody. And
0: how's it going? Like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's happening right now. You're doing it. Yeah,
2: it's happening. How do you feel about everything? I feel good. I would say, honestly, when it comes to the community side of J Creative House, we are in like the newer stages of that. Sure. We're we're putting different things together. Right. Um, But I feel good, really good about like the trajectory of where we're going. Absolutely. Um, But definitely we're, we're kind of getting our legs going or getting our feet under us, whatever right now. So yeah.
0: That's yeah. awesome. And it's going well. That's awesome.
2: Uh, so I, I wanted to circle back to
0: us talking about basketball. Okay. Because I I talk I about have basketball not... on every
2: podcast I'm on. So yeah, let's oh, do it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's
0: good. That's good. Have you talked about the state of basketball, especially the NBA?
2: Yes. I don't want to talk about that, if I'm being honest. Oh, wow. I just get bored talking about the NBA. Why? There's more important things to talk about in life.
0: Well, that's true, but...
2: And honestly, the
0: NBA is so exciting. And
2: honestly, I don't want to like admit this to my NBA friends, but I'm becoming less and less of an NBA fan. Like to me, it's more about basketball and the soul of basketball at this point. And like, I love to play and I want to show people that basketball is beautiful. And I want to like help other people learn to play. But like, I don't really care about like what the Lakers record is or anything like that. (laughs) And yeah. And if I'm being honest, like don't, yeah, haven't been watching even that much. Like, my heart is for the game, not the NBA at this point. Wow. Yeah. Unless you want to ask me questions about the NBA. No, you we, can, but I... We
0: was, don't have time. You you gave us an NBA tidbit. Yeah. You said, I, I don't want to talk about
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all. People are going to stop listening if I start Dang talking all. about Just like, oh, how are the Lakers going to be this year? So, we can just cut that part. Well, I know, oh, but
0: I, but I do think that... And this is true for a lot of sports, I would say, is that for some, it's becoming so wrapped up in, and this is general, this is basketball, this is baseball, this is football, this is all of it. There are people who are like, you know what? I'm kind of over all of the circus, all of the money, all of the nonsense that is happening in the background of this sport professionally? Yeah. I just want to play the sport or I want to watch the sport being played. And I mean, and even people's like that was some people's like case for not even paying attention to pro sports is that well, I love college because, you know, these are amateurs and it's a little bit more like rawness and like but I mean that's changing. Yeah. And that will change. Um and so I I can appreciate that. And that's some of the some of the things that you know I've even been thinking about when it's looking at all that's happening in professional sports. It's like, man, you used to have guys who, you know, were loyal to a team and now it's like that's not a thing you do. Yeah. Like well, it's it's starting to change I think with this new generation of of NBA players, but it's because they've watched this kind of old way, this new old way not work, which yeah. is well, I'm a I'm one of the best players, so I'm going to try out
2: all the teams. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm a big just like I'm all about player empowerment and I think a lot of people's disdain for the current state of the NBA is just so ignorant, honestly, and kind of frustrates me because the reality is is like the NBA is a business. number one and people need to realize that and some people like to sit there and i don't know oh you should just love the game more than anything blah 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 and it's like i'm sorry but that's just not the case that's not how like you deal like with your own life like let's say you have a job and you get offered another job doing the exact same thing for three times the money you should go do that that's a smart (laughs) decision like, go do that. Help I'm support your family. I'm just committed to the thing,
0: bro. Yeah, and it's just like,
2: people are like, oh, no, like, whatever. Like, Kevin Durant should do this and stay with this team because that's what that's what Larry Bird would have done. And, like, that's just like, you should right. love the game. And that's what it's about. And yeah. it's like, dude, this guy's getting offered, like, a hundred million more dollars to go do this. He's making a smart business decision. And, like, that, I'm sorry, but that comes before the the love of the game, if you will. Yeah. And, and that frustrates a lot of people. It and, does. And I get it, but it, get it shouldn't frustrate you because they're entitled to do that. And that's yeah. like the whole point. Because I think you you said it, Greg, like you would do the same. Yeah, and people just like never put themselves in in those shoes. They're just like, oh, but I'm a Thunder fan. And so everybody that's on the Oklahoma City Thunder should never leave. and Because that's what it means to like love the game. And it's just, you don't understand what it's like to be one of those guys. And these guys have worked their entire lives to be the best in the world at what they do and they're entitled to well, make it, the and, most out of it.
0: And part of it is it's like fandom in and of itself is just very when you sit with it long enough, you're like, what is this? Like, yeah. what are what are we doing? Yeah. Like I'm I'm like altering my life, my emotions, my if I'm gonna have a good rest of the day or not, if my team is Successful, yeah. My team, your team. Did you pay? Are you paying the bills? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I go to a game. Yeah, you spent a hundred bucks on a ticket. Okay, mm. nice, nice. You bought some. You bought a hot dog. Oh wow, very cool. But yeah. it's just a. It is a weird. It's similar to like the mural thing. It's like we just want to al- align ourselves with something yeah, like we, we cannot help it. Yeah. And like, I think even because in, in there, it even becomes a thing to not be aligned to something becomes a thing too. It's like, I am so not aligned to the, a sport or to a team that like that becomes my identity too. Absolutely. But it's just, a, it's just interesting. That it is. And like, and then all in the background, it's like when you see the NASA, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure you saw the NASA photos. Of course. And it's like, you showed them to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I showed them to you. Yeah. Well, and it's like, here we are, like spinning in space. Exactly.
2: And mad at a person for making fake money. <laughs> yeah, it's a big heart check. It's a big self realization. Like, oh wow, <laughs> this is this is where we're at. So. Like we're very small. Like, yeah. Chill out. Exactly enjoy the moment you know appreciate life that's where we're at Ah, okay
0: let's do some last kind of round of questions awesome for this one uh i got a couple questions and i think uh shared them with you let's see uh all right here we go first one what inspires you
2: my own mortality I mean, like every day, I, like I genuinely feel like I don't need more than that, but I'm just so thank and I'm thankful. I'm mean, sure sometimes it's scary, but generally speaking, I'm thankful that I wake up every day and I'm just like, so aware that my time is running out on this earth. Right. And I feel like I don't need any more inspiration than that it's like, I get to do this once, right. what a gift this is. What and I want to make the absolute most of it. Like we don't have any time to waste. What are we doing here? Um, so I, I feel like I don't need any other inspiration other other than that, but it's just like i'm gonna die, and like I get this one life. what can I do with it to like make an impact and to have an absolute blast and to enjoy it and to make the most of every moment so yeah, um because I just know that one day I'm not going to get to do it anymore so yeah.
0: and it's so interesting i mean it's so that's such a good answer, I think, just because um yeah, this is a we're doing something. This is very temporary. Yeah. And, you know, especially if you're older and you're listening to this, even if older, and not older in like you're 70, but like you're, you've made it, you know, in the back half of your 20s and beyond. Um, and even before then, to, to be quite honest, you, you lose people. Like, to, for a variety of reasons. And... In those moments when we lose a family member, we lose a friend, whatever, you know, oftentimes we'll say, you know what, I need to fill in the blank. Be more present. Yep. Be more joyful. Let things go. Forgive, reconcile, et cetera. Mm. But yet, we still find ourselves like back in the same kind of nonsense. Exactly. And it's like, how do we hold on to the the simple reality of what you just said, which is like you get one ti- time at this. Yeah, why on earth would you spend it knotted up, grudgeful, angry, salty? Mm-hmm. That seems that seems unwise.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's even more like it's even more than simply recognizing that oh, I'm going to die, but it's also just like. I could die tomorrow. It's just like the power of now, I think is something yeah. that a lot of people don't realize. Like Tomorrow's just not guaranteed. We have today, and what can we do to absolutely make today as full as possible and to treat it like it's our last day on earth? And I yeah. feel like I try and do that every day. Yeah. Um, because I've just seen so many people, not even necessarily just through through like death or illness or whatever, sure. but I've seen so many people have these dreams. They're like oh, I'll do that in a year or something like that. And let's say a year comes down the road and, oh, hey, maybe now you're about to get married and, hey, yeah. life looks a little different now and, hey, you're yeah. about to have kids or, and then, yeah. hey, you can't go do this thing or, hey, you just got sick or whatever it may be, but it's just like life happens yeah. and you just never can guarantee that you're going to be able to take advantage of what you want to down the road. So it's like, do it today. Stop yeah. wasting time. It's, unfortunately... It's just that simple. Like people, <laughs> people want to like find a deeper a deeper meaning behind it or a, like a deeper reasoning. Like, oh, but why should I make the most of today or whatever? And it's just like, it's just that simple. It's just that simple. You don't know about you don't know about tomorrow. Period. Ugh, you only have today. Who are you listening to
0: right now? Just give us catch us up.
2: Um, I've really been digging the new Burn a Boy album. Burn a Boy. Burn a Boy. I think it's my favorite album that's come out this year for sure. Yeah, um, I'm big into African music for my time living in Kenya. I yeah. just love that groove, baby. And yeah. Burna Boy, he, he's just got like the Afro beats going on, and it's just like a great little like dance rhythm to get into. <laughs> and ten out of ten, just recommend. I like to put it on maybe while I'm like cooking something in the kitchen, and you just dance around. But I love that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, who are you reading, or what are you reading?
2: I'm currently reading um, the Wim Hof method which for those of you who don't know who Wim Hof is, he is the ice man, the guy who is renowned for swimming in the Arctic circle, or he ran a marathon across the hot Namibian desert with zero water. Like dude's done crazy stuff. And it's mainly through three things through cold exposure, breath work, and the power of the mind. And so I've been reading that book and he just has all these incredible breathing exercises and talks about how beneficial cold exposure is, and just how powerful your mind can be too through through meditation and stuff like that. And honestly, this book has changed my life in so many ways. Is, and I, is there a quote from it right now that you're just like latched onto? Or in, in, in
0: essence, you don't have to directly quote it, but it's like a
2: um, it's, not, it's not a quote, but there's a general concept is yeah there you go. We have absolutely lost sight of the power that we have within our body and our minds. Mm. And that I just think nowadays, like we get sick and we're like, oh, we need medicine to fix it. And he's just all about like, hey, do you realize that like our body has the power to heal itself if you tap into it? And he's all about how we have essentially we've become like a dog in a crate. Like, we have tamed ourselves so much that we don't even realize like our full capabilities because we keep the temperature perfect in every room that we're in and everything is perfectly suited to be comfortable for us. So, and it's gotten to the point that we don't realize our power because we've made ourselves so just comfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, I would say the simple thing that I would start with and the one thing that I would say for everybody is just slow down and do 10 deep breaths. Once again, you probably wish that there was a more beautiful, (laughs) complicated answer, but the reality is it's that simple. And I just don't think people realize, like, I've told people, like, slow down and take 10 slow, deep breaths. By the time you get to breath number five, like, your body will already be, like, reawakened because it's like, what's going on? Like why yeah. are we breathing like this? We never do this. This isn't what we normally do. And like, you start to be more alert. You start to feel things differently. Your senses are more That's awake. Um, but I would just say, do 10 deep breaths with your eyes closed and just watch how it makes you feel and watch how it makes you find peace, be focused on the present and simply just like feel good. And um, I like, love it.
0: Yeah. I love it. Last one. Uh, what's a life lesson? that you'll always remember? Or, or, or maybe another way to put it is what's a lesson from life yeah. that you always remember? Maybe that's better.
2: I would say it's that every decision is dynamic according to your life in that every decision either brings you f- closer to who you want to be or further away. And I think a lot of people just like, don't realize the power of their habits and the power of the way they spend their time. They don't think that it's affecting them. And I'm just all about like, you got to really, um, what's what's the word? Like take, take hold, maybe sure, but you got to take hold of your decisions and really like reflect on every action that I make. Is that taking me towards the the man or woman that I want to be or further away? Yeah. And it can be something as simple as drinking water in the morning or choosing to watch Netflix show or choosing to listen to this one hip-hop song, whatever it is. Right. And I just don't... I just think that we've become ignorant to how much things affect us. We think that we can eat whatever we want, listen to whatever we want, watch whatever we want, and somehow our hearts are going to stay the exact same and we're going to be the exact person that we want to be. And that's just not the case. I just think that There's power in the decisions that we make and in the small little daily habits that we have. And those have the power to truly take you on the life trajectory that you want to be on. Um, And so, yeah, it's just like about taking hold of all the little things. Don't take anything for granted. Like examine every aspect of your life, everything you decide to do, because I believe every decision is powerful and makes a difference. Absolutely. Jacob, thank you. Thank you, Patrick. I'm yeah. happy to have been here. Yeah, hey, we'll have you back
0: after you get back from the from the pilgrimage. Yeah,
2: hopefully, I'll be a much
0: wiser man. Yeah, then. you'll be Who wearing knows? uh like all white and like robes I all the so. time. Hey, and like a, barefoot. Yeah, barefoot. with yes. the hood and yes. everything. Uh, hey, come on. I would love that. I want to just wear that right now. That's what I, that's the vibe I want to go for. Let's go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see y'all next time. All right. Peace,
2: peace.